This is Tammy Hill, and this is the Live Your Wide podcast. I am super excited tonight to have my guest, Al Carraway, to come and visit with us about a few topics. Al is a convert to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. She's a multi-award-winning international speaker and the author of best-selling books, Wildly Optimistic, More Than the Tattooed Mormon, and Cheers to Eternity. After a decade spent in Arizona and Utah, she's now living with her husband, Ben, and her three kids, Gracie, Christian, and Mercy, back where she was raised, in New York. She spent the last 10 years traveling worldwide, inspiring others of her conversion and faith through the difficult times. Her passion is to tell everyone that happiness exists, and it comes from the gospel of Jesus Christ, that Christ is real, and how to find and love Him in the hard, in the unwanted, and in the unexpected. Because through it all, with God, we have every reason to be wildly optimistic. So with that introduction, let's get started. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. You're always doing great. Do you ever have bad days? (laughs) Yes, I have them all the time, but I still, I'm a, I'm a smiler. We smile. I'm an optimist. We always look for the good. It's like a chore and a task and a hobby of mine. <laughs> well, that's a good way to live, looking for the good. Al, I'm excited to talk to you about what we're discussing this week on Instagram, um, about how you really don't need to have everything figured out to keep moving forward that we don't need to be afraid to step forward always toward the light and see that hand of God in our lives. And I know that through the books I've read of yours and listening to you speak, um, that this is kind of your whole life, isn't it? My whole life is in the theme of going from bad to worse to even worse. I am consistently in the theme of things not going how I am pleading and praying them for. Um, and it actually, uh, this, this is my life motto. This is my life structure is, is everything falling apart and going unplanned <laughs> and unexpected. Um, so, so great. This is something I feel very, uh, <laughs> Uh, passionate uh, about because it is it is me in every sense. Oh, so this is the Live Your Why podcast, and I um I like to ask my guests what would you say your why is. I um to tell you a little bit about my why. I really want to return to heaven, and I want to help as many people get back to heaven as as I can. And I'm very passionate about helping couples claim joy in marriage, and that's my life's work. What would you say your why looks like? My why, like why I keep going? Mm-hmm. Or what, what are you centered in? What are you all about? Well, I, I refuse to to have a bad life. I am so stubborn in the sense of I just wait. I'm only here once. Mm. I I can't let anything or anyone slow me down from living what I believe God intends for us to have this beautiful, vibrant, and blossoming life. And so my why is, if I don't see it like that, well, let's figure it out because. good is always there because God is always there. And so every day my why is to just create the best possible experience for me, knowing that this this is it. 
Mm-hmm. This this is it for for me for for us. Yeah, that's uh, realizing that this is the only time we ever get to do what we're doing. We might as well do it right. So I know you've had a lot of curveballs in your life um, thrown your way. Um, I've had curveballs in my life too. I I just wonder: Are there any that have come at you recently that are you're trying to move forward through that you'd care to share? Well. Jeez, when I when I joined the church 11 years ago, I had to give up everything. And a part of me was thinking, well, it's got to get better from there, right? They that's got to that's got to be the hardest thing I would be asked to go through. Is, you know, my dad telling me he doesn't want me as a, a daughter, but that's got to be the hardest thing, right? And it's it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything from almost dying from unemployed, like anything you can think of, it's probably, it's probably on my uh, done list. But just recently, even, we were moving from Arizona to New York, and that was God himself telling us this is it. Like that wasn't something we came up with. That was something he brought to us. And everything fell into place until we actually did it. <laughs> and and then, you know, from bad to worse to even worse, the pattern of my life, we ended up uh, houseless for like six weeks. I mean, wow. that, that to me was the hardest thing. And it was one of the most recent things because, you know, as a, as a mom or as just a person in general, you have to stop and ask, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. How did, how, how do I not have a place to bring my three kids? And, you know, how, how did we get here when God was behind it? And you have all of these, like, yes, it was physically hard to go through, but then you have the layers of spiritual, like, you know, we, we are under this impression that if God brings us to something, it's supposed to work out, mm-hmm. but that, that has rarely been the case. God has, you know, so that was probably the hardest thing was, yeah, like everything on closing in the house where it now it just didn't, it just wasn't happening and we had nowhere to go. Wow. And we were all stuck in this single hotel room, all five of us plus a 150 pound dog <laughs> in this tiny, tiny little hotel room that seemed to just get smaller and smaller. There was no space. There was no privacy. We were, we were just wow there and yeah, mandatory quarantine. There's just so many layers mm. to, to it. <laughs> I can't imagine that. It's interesting because this Christmas, um, I had a new thought that I don't, Maybe I learned it from you. I'm not sure who, but I had the thought that, you know, Mary and Joseph were commanded and they went all the way to Bethlehem and got there and there wasn't anywhere for her to deliver a baby. And you thought, I thought for a minute, wait a minute, God orchestrated all of this. He certainly could have had a better place for the baby to come. And that's kind of what your situation was like as well. Yes, it was actually, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just... I feel like the the brother of Jared, really. I mean, he builded the builded. Oh my goodness, <laughs> he built the barges because God Himself told him to. But he did it in the way that God showed him to. He received step by step guidance. But it wasn't until after he was finished, he was like, "Wait, there's no light in this. Wait, we can't see. Wait, we can't breathe in this. Wait." We can't survive in this. How How is that even possible if I did what God wanted me to do in the way that he showed me? 
Um, and this is kind of, um, I don't know. There's lots of things that, to answer that, but I am laying, I'm, I'm just dead weight belly flopped on my stomach in this hotel room in front of, you know, my kids are watching me scream up <laughs> to God, uh, which was kind of a funny sight, but, um, but they also saw me, you know, get up. Mm-hmm. They also saw me keep going. And that I think was a very important lesson for them to experience with me. Not like they had any other options, but it was then that I realized, you know, well, not then that I realized, but I had to remind myself that like, there is always another way to view things. There is always another perspective. Mm-hmm. There is always something that can come from it. There's always light there. There's always new opportunities and, and blessings and all of, all of the things are there. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to find it. Mm-hmm. I believe that God never leaves us. So if I can't see him, hear him, um, feel him, then I believe that he is showing us other adjectives to him. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's easy, easier for me to kind of reel myself in in my times of wonder and my wander and my doubt because I have, you know, 21 years of contrast that I can try and reel myself back in as an anchor and knowing that wait, I have felt things I have never felt in 21 years without this Mm -hmm. and without him. So I have to hold on to that for dear life in those times where I'm not seeing, hearing, feeling and try to see what else is he teaching me, um, showing me what else can I learn from him? Uh, I do a good job limiting a limitless God um, hmm. I do that subconsciously. I, I put this box around him saying like, he can only come to me in X, Y, and Z ways because that's how he's done in the past. So then when I'm not seeing it in those ways, I'm like, oh, he's not here. Hmm. <laughs> but instead of becoming bitter saying, why isn't he doing X, Y, and Z? I'm, I, I, tr- I trained myself to be like, okay, what else is he showing me? What other adjectives are there to him that I may be missing so I can learn more of him. Hmm. I love the way you said that. So what are some adjectives that you found, new adjectives to find him? Well, I just, well, I don't know. I'm still learning this, but he's, he's an unchanging God. And sometimes we just assume that, that that's just commandments are unchanging, but his, you know, he is a God of love and that cannot change. Mm-hmm. He is a God of hope, of help, of, you know, correction, and that will not change. And so all of those adjectives are unchanging. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything good is of God. Um, remembering that that also includes feelings really helps me notice him more than I wouldn't normally like today, if we're like, I don't know. I don't know if I saw God in today. Well, the good can only exist because God is there. So I laughed. I laughed today. You know, I, I I definitely smiled like all of those good things, those Mm -hmm. good feelings, even if it's a passing thought of, 
you know, a chance to give it another go tomorrow. Like that is you feeling and experiencing God because that could not exist without him. Yes. Any feeling of hope, comfort. Yeah. Another, another shot to do it again like that. That's there because of him. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love the idea of not putting limits on a limitless God. I've never thought of it that way before. If you were in my shoes and you're able to teach thousands of BYU students about life and moving forward in faith despite not knowing what's going to happen, what would you tell them? Embrace the unexpected, knowing who is guiding you. Uh, I mean, you may be in a hard season right now, but but seasons don't last forever. Mm. But they do bring forth new blossoms, all of them. I mean— embracing the unexpected if if we give god the chance to show us how great he really is by yeah seeing our seasons through by embracing the unexpected by remembering that his entire existence is to make you better and bring you better so stick with it and and stick with him because my favorite things to ever exist, my favorite things that I have have stemmed, all of them from stemmed from those times I'm, I'm screaming at him wondering where he is mm-hmm. and if he even cares still about me. It was every time I'm yelling at him wondering where he is that has brought me to my favorite things. And going back to my houseless situation, I remember, you know, the answer that I got in one day because I always say, the hardest thing I will ever be asked to go through is passing time. Hmm. Anything can come to me. And I, and I start off with great, you know, faith and great optimism, like, okay, where will this lead me? But then a week pass and then another week pass and weeks are passing and months are passing. And sometimes a lot of things I've gone through years are passing. Hmm. And it's then that I'm like, I can't, I, I, I don't, I don't think I have anything left. And so houseless going from bad to worse to even worse and still not, you know, explaining to my kids saying, mom, why don't I have a home? Mm -hmm. And so I'm screaming at God because we're weeks and weeks and weeks in. And I'm telling God, I said, I, I, I got nothing left. I have never felt so thin. My, my faith, my strength, my optimism is just, it's done. And I felt like I was left out to dry. Hmm. And I'm telling God that. And his response was, why won't you let me bless you? Hmm. <laughs> why won't you let me take you somewhere better? That, that's why I exist. And so I have to catch myself and maybe catch yourself and ask, what if we got it all backwards? What if every step is the miracle? Am I improperly placing blame? Am I limiting my limitless God? What if, and there is another way to see all of this, you know, what if God has something else in mind, Hmm. something better, you know, (laughs) what if he knows something we don't? And he does. Right. (laughs) For sure. For sure he does. 
I um, do you have a mantra that you live by, <laughs> or, or or do you have lots of mantras? I have lots of mantras, but for me, one of my favorite perspective phrases that I constantly think of and remind myself of is actually a scripture. Can't tell you where it is, but I can quote it by heart, and it's um, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Mm. That is. I, Wow. The beautiful reality that like, wait, why? Why is God pleased when he's watching his only perfect son be, be murdered? And that is, well, because there is in fact something so much more mm-hmm. to come. Mm-hmm. It's something so much bigger than, than right now, the, the here and the, you know, um, that that's my that's it for me. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. To me, that's the perspective and the kick in the butt I need to be like, there is more than right here. Mm -hmm. There is more to this one struggle. Yeah. Man, I just love the way your brain works. (laughs) It pleased the Lord to, the God to bruise him. That just, that's amazing to think of that and to realize that underneath it all is what we are all banking on you know, happening. So, well, I um, so appreciate your willingness to talk to us about moving forward in faith. You're such a great example of that. Is there any little tidbit more you want to add before we say goodnight? I mean, oh, you know, I could talk about anything forever. I just, it take take the time to invest in learning to get to, to know him. When you have the tool, when when he becomes a reality to you, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't trade that to to the most to have and know and remember that you have the most powerful being to ever exist on your side. I mean, if that's not empowering, I don't I don't know what is. It is worth the time and the effort to learn and understand him. Mm. Um, and his vastness so so do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I agree go out there and and live your why don't be afraid to step out in darkness um, knowing that there will be light you will see the way in time Um, from my own life experience my um, husband Mark Mulford passed away after we'd been married 17 years I thought my life was totally over and and yet you know, it's been 15 years since then, and I'm still learning and growing, and I'm doing things I never imagined. And I know that you can have crap happen in your life, and you can still focus on God and move forward and live your purpose or live your why. So go out there and live your why. 